Pastor Mike McCoy, welcoming you to the Time of Truth. My text tonight's in 1 John 5 and 7. Now, all of you knows what that says. We quote that often, and some of you already know what I'm going to say about this particular verse. Some of you don't, and you'll find out tonight. You know we're reading a translation, don't you? You understand that. I wish I was a Greek scholar. I wish I knew Hebrew. I don't know either one. I'm too old to learn now. I've got a concordance that helps me greatly when I do word studies. And it gives me the definition of the translated word in the English or from the English. It gives it in the original in the Greek or in the Hebrew, whichever one uh, I'm reading in the Old Testament or New Testament. So uh, let me read this and I'm going to get started with this. Words we use which aren't in the Bible. Now, I'm talking about we use them in church. We, we say these words often. You've heard me preach on this particular word I'm going to use tonight. And I'll tell you in just a moment what it is. But we say these things. We use these over and over. And that word is not in the Bible. So are we wrong to use that word when it's not in the word, is the question. Right, Brother Junior, is the question. So to, to clarify, someone asked me about this last Sunday, and they asked Brother Randy, and it just stayed on my mind. And, uh, and so I got, uh, it just started, that's how my brain works. It's slow, but it was turning. And so it led me, trying to yield to what the Spirit said, it led me to hear. 1 John 5 and 7, are you there? For there are three that bear record in heaven. The, The Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost. What's this last part say? And these three are one. Father, I love you. I thank you for the night. Thank you for the peace, God, that we have. Thank you for this this church and these people that come faithfully to the house of God. Lord, they're going to be here. Sunshine or rain. And we've got only you and I know how much I appreciate them coming to the house of God. And Lord, how I appreciate you allowing me to be the pastor of this place. It sure is good. So God, I pray you'd fill my mouth, guard my tongue, help me be accurate in the scripture tonight. As we share these thoughts you've laid upon my heart today in my study and meditation upon the word of God. And I love you and I praise you for all you've done and all you're going to do. It'd be a good night to see someone saved, Lord. We've we've got 13 to go. We need desperately to see some saved. God, this would be a good Wednesday night prayer meeting. Somebody's on the road to hell. Get off that road. Get on the road to heaven. You do your work through your spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Words we use which aren't or are not in the Bible. Tonight I want us to think on this word, Trinity. Trinity, we've heard it all our life. If you've been in church long, you've heard it. We use it. We say it. It's not in the Bible. 
Just not there. But what it implies to or refers to is there. They, I shouldn't say, they are there. They, plural, are there. Now, this may bore some of you to tears tonight. I don't know, but it's going to help me to get it off. I'm going to clear myself with this. Trinity is simply, it, it, is this. Look, we believe in the Trinity. Now, I know, I know there's a, there's more than one, but there's one particular crowd out there that is Jesus only. They're Jesus only. I believe in the Trinity. I think I can take the Bible and show it to you. And though I read a verse that some will say that is not in the critical text. In other words, when they first translated this out of the Greek, they couldn't find that verse. And then later, later in translation, they found the verse. Now, whether it was a note on the side of the page of the scribe, you have to see if that fits in the context of this particular passage, and it's referring to things that witness Christ or point to him. Now, would that be the Father? Would that be the word? That's one and the same. And would that be who the one who never spoke of himself but spoke of Christ and points to Christ? Would that be the Holy Ghost? So could we agree tonight that you could, that fits in this place? Now, with that in mind, I'm not, I'm, I, that's just in case somebody is watching this and says, that's not in the critical text. Or you may have read someone, and if you read, if you read commentaries and after some, there's some learned men that just skip this all together. They just go from verse 6 to verse 8. And then at a small footnote at the end of the chapter, they'll say, well, that wasn't in the critical text. Or they'll say, here's, what they, here's the word they use in the most ancient manuscripts. That's what they say. But I think with that being said, I don't think there's anybody in this room tonight that would say the Trinity doesn't exist. Amen. All right, with that being said, now Trinity is defined, here's the definition. One God in three persons. One God in three persons. Have we got a, I don't think anybody in here has got a problem with that tonight. Someone watching might have a problem with that or listening to this later on. They might have a problem. But there is God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost. Amen? Or Holy Spirit. I like the word ghost myself. That tears people up. You believe in ghosts? I said, oh yeah, I got one lives in me. Oh yeah, I'm a, I, I believe in ghosts. Holy, holy do I believe in the ghost. Yeah. You, I know he's there. It's like the wind blowing on you. That's what Jesus used to describe it. So here we have, here we have, I want to consider this now. So why am I so dogmatic about that? Well, let's look at the first place the Trinity is found in the Bible. The first place. Verse 1 of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God. Not, not John, Genesis. 
In the beginning, God. The word God there in the Hebrew is Elohim. Elohim is plural. It's not singular. So we have, we have Elohim. In the beginning, Elohim. Plural, God. So that means that is not a singular entity or deity, but that is one that is plural. El-Ohim in the, in the Hebrew. Now, to us, it's just God. When I was a little boy, nobody ever told me, hey, Elohim, I'd have said, what does that mean? But I knew what this mean. I knew what this meant. God. For God so loved the world. God. I understood. I knew that. But I didn't, I didn't understand it was referring to three people or three persons, shouldn't say people, three persons of one Godhead. I didn't understand all that. And listen, when you got saved, you didn't understand all that either. You couldn't understand it because the Spirit is who reveals the truth to us. He'll guide you in all truth. So you didn't have the Spirit till you saved. So therefore, if you didn't have the Spirit, you couldn't understand it. And the Trinity was something that was way out there for you. And there's no way you understood it before you was born again. Even though that's who it was that was working with you that you might be saved. He was wooing you, drawing you, turning on the light for you. And therefore, by the Spirit, God said, hath revealed them to us by His Spirit. By the pen of Paul. So therefore, we know, we know, if we're going to find the first place we find it, I think if that's the first thing the book says, uh, it's probably pretty accurate. I think I'd go with that. Now, I know what something. So let's, let's look. at the, it, It's used 2,500 times or so, about 2,500 times. I think if Elohim's 2,500 times in a book, I would think, that he would want you to know that Elohim is God. Plural, not singular. Are you still with me? I'm not lost yet. I know, one God in three persons. Now, and another, another in Genesis 1, 26, just, just, to, just to add a little weight, a little more weight to that, when, when God's about to make, Man, you know what he said? Let us. Let us. Let us make. Who? Elohim. Who? God. Plural. God the Father. God the Son. God the Holy Ghost. Oh, yeah. That's who it is. Are you still with me? So, in Gen- so what, this is where we first find it. We first find the Trinity in the first chapter. The first verse. If we go with the law of first mention, the law of first mention, what? It carries generally that theme throughout the entire scripture. Not every time, but most times. Once that thing is first mentioned in the context in which it's, and uh, that it is given, it follows that throughout scripture. Now God takes it off to the left or the right just a little bit sometimes, but it's by the spirit that he does that. All scripture is given by, of God. We are on the same page. Now, 
Now, just quickly tonight, this isn't going to be real long. First place we find, somebody said, don't believe in the Trinity. It's in the first verse. First verse of the Bible, there he is. And that, that, trust me, the ones that's going to argue that is not going to have a clue who Elohim is. Put that on them. That's a good Hebrew. They'll go, whoa. What does that mean? Trinity. <laughs> oh, oh, train wreck right off the bat. Number two, that's number one. So first place we find it, Brother Randy, verse number one. I've seen that today. I'm just doing a word search. I found that. I, I thought I knew it already, but when I seen it, it blessed me. I said, look here, there, bang, there it is. Number two tonight, then we have, in the Old Testament, we go from the Trinity, Elohim in the first verse, in the first chapter, then we go to individual appearances of God or Jehovah in the Old Testament. Individual appearances in the Old Testament. I don't think that's true, preacher. Let's wait and see. In Genesis chapter 18, verse number 1, here's what the Bible said. The Lord shows up to have a little talk with Abraham. The Lord. The word Lord there is this. Jehovah. Jehovah. Jehovah is different than Elohim. Than God. In the Hebrew, Jehovah means this, self-existent. Not selves. Self. Singular. Are you with me? So here we have, hold on here. So that means, that means that this this isn't Elohim in three persons, though he's walking everywhere he goes. That's who he is. We understand it. Jesus is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. So he shows up. He shows up. Jehovah, the Lord, Jehovah, shows up to speak with Abraham, self-existent. Now, they're going, he's going to tell him some things there, and I'm not going to get into all that. You can study that out for yourself. But that means singular, self-existent. Now, I'm going to, I'm going to jump in deep water right here. Some of you might like this, you might not. But I'm, I'm, I'm of the mind that that's pre-incarnate Christ. And the reason I say that is because, I say, well, why wasn't that the Father? Or why wasn't that the Holy Ghost that showed up in a body because of the verse I just shared with you? Jesus is the fullness of the Godhead Don't say that about the Father. Don't say that about the Holy Ghost. So you let the text, the Bible is the best commentary on the Bible. So I'm looking, now I'm looking, and I know that's the Lord. Now some, you can disagree if you want to, the Bible said the Lord. And you look that up in the original text, it says Jehovah. they just one of them. That's who shows up. It is, it is Christ first time before he ever took on the baby he is this is pre-incarnate now uh, you'll find a lot of people that agree with that and you'll find some that disagree with it that they're allowed to be wrong if they want to 
Now I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, you're going to give me individual appearances in the Old Testament. Well, you got to give me, you got to, if you, you, you can't jump out of Genesis until you touch on uh, Genesis 32 with Jacob when he's wrestling, when he's wrestling, but who he's wrestling with is Elohim. He's fighting with all of them. Ain't no wonder he didn't win, huh? Just, just putting that in there. You're going to study this out and you get home or sometime you'll love it. Now, we have another individual appearance. We have this. In, in Exodus 3 and 4, I know where some of you at. You're all ready at the burning bush. That's okay. The Bible said the Lord saw, Jehovah saw, but it was Elohim God that spoke. So when he said, I am, tell him that I am, that includes God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. The Lord, the Lord saw, you'll, you can study it when you get home, Exodus 3. The Lord saw, but God, Elohim, is the one that called him. Does that go along with scripture? Sure it does. The Holy Spirit draws us, doesn't he? Is he not called? Sure he comes. He draws and he calls, he woos. He wants you to come. If you're here, you're lost tonight. God wants you to be saved. That's how he works. So there we have, we have the Lord's always, Jehovah saw, Elohim called. Now, that's another individual mentioned there. I, this is one of my favorites. In Joshua chapter 5. Joshua 5. Now, I could go other places in Exodus. I, I mean, there's the, time, there's the time when he said, I'll put you in the cleft of the rock. That rock can mean God. It means a cleft or a ragged edge, but it also can mean God. I'll put you in. I think that's a picture of Christ with the Father's hand. He looks at the, when he takes it off, he can see his back parts. That means behind so that's where men is always at when it concerns God. We're always behind him. God will always be ahead of us. But in that, I'm not, that's a whole other message. So I didn't go down. But Joshua 5, 13, the Bible said, Captain, when, when he asked him, said, are you, he, Joshua sees a man with his sword drawn. He said, and now this is pretty bold of Joshua, I thought. He runs up on him and I said, are you for us or are you for our adversaries? Which side you on? And he says, here's the response. He's the captain of the host of the Lord. Now, Lord there, we've learned Lord means Jehovah. Captain means this. Head person. Well, who, who might that be? Christ. Again, incarnate, pre, before he comes. Who is that? He is the captain. Does, does, is that mentioned again in Scripture? Hebrews. What did, what did Paul tell him? Right there in Hebrews. I think Paul wrote Hebrews. Paul, what, what did the writer of Hebrews say? He's the captain of our salvation. Can I say, once the captain, always the captain. Once the head, 
always fullness of the Godhead bodily. Is it? You still with me? Now, that's Old Testament appearances, individual appearances in the Old Testament. So somebody might say, hold on now here, you're getting way out there, preacher. Individual would mean, could mean Jesus only. Well, not according to Genesis 1, verse 1. That's plural. Genesis 1, verse 26, plural. Let us, plural. Not, not a single, not a single, plural. But on these other instances, it is showing us, it is showing us the persons of God that lines up when we get to the New Testament. So in Matthew 3, 16 and 17, Mark 1, 9 and 11, Luke 3, 21 and 22, here's what you're going to find. And Jesus come up out of the water. And the Spirit descended, some said bodily form, some said like a dove, and they see this, this bodily form like a dove, let's just use them all, land upon Christ. So the spirit descends in the form of a dove and lands upon the sun coming up out of the water and the father speaks from heaven and you know what he said, this is my beloved son in whom I am. A plus. You know who we, we heard from the father But that's the one time that you see a shape of the Holy Ghost. And you couldn't miss the Godhead bodily coming up out of the water. He doesn't say that in John. You don't hear from God in John. You just hear John the Baptist saying about the baptism that the one that sent me said, when I seen the Spirit come and set upon him, who it remained, that's him of whom I preach. Well, John shows him as God. So in John, it's proven, it's just proven to us through John the Baptist and not the Godhead that he's who he said he was. And this is a witness to us today. I think that witness is applicable to 1 John 5 and 7 that I already read because it started in the beginning of the Gospels after 400 years of silence. One of the first things that occurs when he begins his ministry is he's baptized to prove, to identify him as the Son of God. And John knew who he was. But Matthew, Mark, and Luke recorded the voice of the Father in whom I am well pleased. Now he speaks two other times to Jesus or from, from heaven in the sound of people's ears. Once is on Mount Transfiguration. The other is when he raises Lazarus. And he said he'll be glorified. Now, we, we, we have all of this. So, so in 20 minutes tonight, I hope I've convinced you. And you were probably already convinced, but now you've got a little ammunition if somebody 
uh, if somebody asks you about it, say, well, it's in Genesis 1 and 1. So I'm going to have to take it. If it's there, it's not now. And as far as, as Jesus only, Jesus said, I am the way. I know what verse they like. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man cometh unto the Father but by me. That's what Jesus said. And Jesus is, Jesus is the only way to the Father. Would everybody agree with that? Jesus is the only way to the Father. But the, 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 Father, the Father gave us the Word, gave us the only begotten Son, and, and, and gave us, I'll pray the Father, and what did he do? Send another comforter, A+. plus. So I'll pray the Father, so the Father's responsible in sending the one who can draw us to Jesus. Now we get to the Father because of Jesus, because of the sacrifice that he made on Calvary, but if he had just died, it wouldn't have done us any good. The sacrifice would have been made. Dave, the, the, the blood would have been shed. But except he gets up, it's in vain if Christ be not raised. Then our faith would be, but because of the resurrection. Now we know tonight. We know that we have eternal life. Why? Because of the Father, because of the Son, because of the Holy Ghost. Now that word Trinity is not in the Bible, but the Trinity is. All three are in the Word of God. That's everything I got tonight, just a little short little lesson. Hope that helped you. Hope that helped you. Understanding this. Understanding this. Hey, next, next time, I may, I may, I'm going to pull another word out. It's not in the Bible. And, uh, and it'll be something that we use all the time. I might use apostasy. <laughs> I could use some other things. We'll see what, however the Lord leads me. Come, come place a verse. Somebody might be here tonight and they want to go to hell. And you must be born again. There'd not be a better night to get saved than right now with this small crowd. We'd just shout and pray with you. And she's just going to play me a verse and course or something. We're going to stand to our feet. Jill's going to pick something to play. Pastor Mike McCoy, thanking you for joining us at the time of truth.